Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and parlay junkies, boys and girls, welcome to the first episode of the Degenerate Diaries. I'm your humble host, DJ Degen, coming to you live from the Degenerative Den, where we talk about speculation, sports, and the serendipitous mixing of everything in between. Please allow me to introduce myself. So a little bit of background on myself, I'm in my early 20s and this year marks uh, roughly five years being an absolute degenerative gambler. Um, I've dabbled my hands into almost everything and anything you possibly wager on, legally of course that is. Um, And you know in fact growing up I wasn't an avid sports fan at all, really yeah, I hadn't come to discover the true ecstasy that is sports till about mid-high school. And it wasn't until around 10th grade where I really discovered uh, football, and that was my first love. Um, And then soon after, naturally, I started playing fantasy football. And I guess you could say this was my first uh, encounter um, of speculation mixed with sports. Um, And so... Even though this was like a for fun league, you know, I didn't really place any money on this. I had won first place, and that that uh, dopamine hit that I got with winning uh, really ignited a fire within me. And so, uh, since then, I guess you could say a drive to risk it all um, has been in my spirits. And so, uh, about as I entered my junior year. I learned uh, really about the speculative nature of finance. And soon after, lo and behold, the doors to the world's largest casino had opened. Uh, And I guess you could say that was my point of no return. Uh, And soon as after I turned 18, I jumped headfirst into stock derivative trading um, options. And so I was on a roll, but, you know, like every high-flying story... This one has uh, me meeting the end pretty quickly. Uh, soon after five months in, I built uh, an account from nothing, maybe two, two hundred, three hundred dollars to about ten grand, uh, and which at that time was you know a pretty big deal of money for me. Uh, and soon after, uh, about two weeks after, I lost it all, <laughs> and that's what we're here to really discuss because. Everyone loves flying high and showing off their crimson wings, but I'm here to take you through the trenches, through the scorching pits of hell that come right after the angelic and intoxicating trip through the gates of heaven. Anyways, enough of the dramatics. It's time for our first segment, which I like to call... DJ Defense, Dubious Devils. Okay, so in this segment, we discuss my top three best bets in the past week or month or whatever I want it to be. Uh, and don't worry, we'll get to the bottom three bets as well. Um, so let's get started. Um, so I want to spin back real quick for number one um, to the NBA Finals. Um, so as you know, the NBA Finals this year had Devin Booker's sons versus Giannis Antetokounmpo's Bucks, um, and so you know the Suns were coming out of the gate hot. They were underdogs, and so all of me wanted to bet the Suns 
uh, to win it all. But I decided to take it game by game, um, and so I bet the first two games, the Suns, um, because I saw, you know, oh, Giannis got injured recently, and so, you know, if he's injured, he's the only part of the Bucks team, and so he can't win, you know, win it all. Um, and then my modus operandi, my MO quickly changed after um, the Greek Freak indeed displayed uh, no sign of injury, and his athleticism was still there. And then uh, combined with the fact that Chris Paul was injured in his wrist, I think, um, and he was shooting super inefficiently. And Devin Booker was was shooting all the buckets at a very inefficient rate as well. And then by game three, I believe, or after game three, I was riding the Bucks wagon all the way home. And um, as I went to bed that night after game three, I thought to myself, why wouldn't I bet the league's former MVP to win a ring? I mean, he has, you know, he has Chris, he has Drew Holiday. So, you know what? I said, what the hell? So I went in, I put in a, a chunk of change for the Bucks to win uh, in game six, in six games, rather, um, at uh, plus 300. And bingo, bango, cashed that. So that, that was my, uh, I guess, last sense of euphoria. It's August now, so we've haven't had euphoria for a while. Oh, coming in at number two. Some Olympics fervor. Yes, that's right. I bet Andre de Graz. I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, from Canada. He's a sprinter. I bet him to, to place in the top three in a 100-meter dash for plus 250. Yes, um, despite the fact that COVID robbed us of insane gambling opportunity, Every four years, called the Olympics. The IOC came through for us in 2001, and they delivered a once in a four year gambling event like no other. Unfortunately, I actually had a bunch of family events that were taking place during the Olympics, um, so I was not able to soak my whole body and take a couple laps in the pool, but I was able to dip my toes. And so uh, I bet this man, Andre, and you know what? I used to run track in high school, and no, no this is not going to be a story about how great I was, whatever. In fact, I was, I was average to, yeah, I was average. I was going to say below average, but, you know, I, I give myself some credit. I was, I was pretty average. Um, and so I heard vaguely about this Andre guy, and so I did a little digging, and I thought his odds for getting at least a medal in the 100-meter were simply too high for me to uh, ignore. And lo and behold, he did get the bronze and got the dub for me. And, you know, that sounds like a sweat, but guess what? It's not a sweat if you're not watching the game. Bang. All right. Okay, moving on to my third best bet. Um, since football season is around the corner, I'd like to hark back to 2020. Right, this bet goes all the way back to 2020. Let's see how you can tell we've been in a drought here. Um, I had this gem of a parlay that I had constructed. Now, to those who are listening who are relatively new to the degenerate lifestyle, a parlay is when you bet for multiple events to happen for a significantly higher payout. 
But all the events must occur, and you must win, or else the whole bet is lost. So if you have, you know, like a three-leg parlay, so three separate events need to occur, and two of those events you win, and then uh, one of them you lost, the whole bet is lost. All right, so in 2020, um, I had bet a regular season football game, and I had a parlay of the Colts minus three against the Bears. Uh, I think Phillip Rivers was leading uh, this Colts team. And then the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, my Buffalo Bills, not not a Bills fan, just a Josh Allen fan, against the Raiders. Uh, and so I bet a quick $300, and I nifted a quick uh, 450 I'm sorry, 540 in profit. And you know what? I'm convinced I will never have a better parlay than that. Um, so yeah, those those were my top three bets in recent history. And now for... DJ Defense, Dubious Devons. On the bottom three bets. All right. Okay, so obviously this section is going to be far more entertaining because guess what? No one likes to hear a gambling success story because that's lame. And very few people ever win and everyone loses. So everyone likes to hear what makes them feel happy. And what makes them feel happy is knowing that everyone else lost and that they're not only the only loser. And so moving forward, uh, this loss is probably one of the most degenerative actions I've ever taken. Alright, so it's about 11 p.m. on a weekday night a few months ago, and so I've had a successful gambling day, you know, but a plethora of sports, you know, and you know, my, my, my gambling balance and my online gambling account, it's, it's pretty healthy, it's pretty high, you know, and uh, so, you know, the day's over, it's 11 p.m., there's no more sports, but I still got that itch, I still got that itch, right, on this gambling site that I'm using, right, they have... Uh, Virtual horse racing, okay? So these are pre-calculated virtual animated horses that have no attachment to, like, any actual horse or anything. So it's all completely virtual. Uh, Obviously, the money you bet is going to be real, but but that's about it. Uh, So naturally, my eye looks, you know, they they post the past winners and whatnot, and obviously the system is going to post them uh, in the hopes that you're a fool and you're going to try to trick your brain into seeing some patterns and, oh my god, you found a pattern and you bet a couple and the bets come through and so you're like, oh, this pattern is, is legit. So you continue betting based on that pattern and then you just lose it all. That's exactly what occurred to me um, in this instant. My uh, uh, So, I, you know, I went in, I won a couple, so then at the peak, my account at the time had a grand in it. And then 20 minutes later, just 20 minutes later, I had nothing. I had absolutely zero. Actually, I did have something. The only thing I had was the taste of bitterness left in my mouth. Yep. Serve that one to me on a platter. All right. Oh, man. I, I, I just felt a deep pain inside my heart right now. God, these hurt. All right, the second one, my bottom three bets. So this loss is not necessarily my all-time bottom, just a recent one. So you have a little bit of that um, recency bias. Well, guess what? It's my list. It's not yours. So I get to decide which one goes on it. And so, uh, as you know, I am a big fan of parlays. And yes, I know the odds of winning are never in my favor. 
Never, ever. Um, nevertheless, I persist. So it's always killer when all of the legs of the parlay have hit and then that last leg falls through. That, that j- just, just put me in a coffin and bury me alive. All right, so this exact thing occurred actually yesterday, just yesterday. Right, so I have a four-legger parlay, okay? Two baseball, two WNBA. Oh, and quick quick aside, by the way, watched a lot of WA in 2021, and I am here to tell you, it is electric, all right? So my NBA fans out there, WNBA. That's where the market is inefficient. That's where you can... Uh, You can, uh, you know, maybe win or maybe not, like I'm about to share with you here. Uh, Anyways, so in this four-legger parlay, two baseball, two WNBA, I had the Yankees minus one and a half against the White Sox. Easy money that came through. I had the Cardinals minus four and a half against the Royals. Swish, all the way from downtown. Easy money. I had the under total points, 149 and a half points on the WNBA game of the Suns versus the Wings. Again, easy money, victory. So you got three legs, boom, boom, boom. All right, the fourth and final leg I had under 146.5 on the Storm versus the Sky. And I lost it. (sighs) Yep, the last leg of the parlay. Oh, I can barely speak right now because I'm about to cry. Goodness. The storm and the sky both put on exactly zero defense, and my under was just blown out the water. But hey, that's the way she goes, ain't it? Yep. Okay, and so my third bottom best bet is actually uh, in memoriam to every single eight-leg parlay in the NBA of this last season I've ever made which I've made hundreds. Uh, I've yet to hit any one of these and have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process. Um, pain. But you know what? As they say in, the, in Philly, trust the process. And uh, speaking of process, that segues us perfectly into segment two, the process of the now and discussion about futures. All right, so um, let's talk a little NFL this coming season. All right, full disclosure, I am a diehard Rams fan. So I was raised in Southern California and whatnot, and then right when the Super Bowl ended um, this past year, 2021, when the Bucks won, I decided to place some quick pocket change for the Rams to win in this Super Bowl 2022 for plus 1,200 odds. That's right. Matt Stafford is going to bring home the ring, bring home the Lombardi Trophy. That's right. So I already made that pick. So instead, in this segment, I'm going to focus a little bit on divisional picks that I like. Okay, so for the AFC North... Okay, I like the Browns to win at plus 150. Now, hear me out. Baker will have a tremendous year going into the second year of this fantastic Stefanski offense. And I don't need to remind you that uh, Stefanski won head coach of the year last year. So, you know, he's with the ish. And the run game, Nick Chubb, absolutely phenomenal, absolutely elite. 
that O-line, oh my God, I think it's second or first ranked in PFF O-line rankings. Uh, they're getting Odell back. Uh, so I just love the Browns here at plus 150. I think it's a steal. Um, so moving on to the NFC East. Um, this one's a little bit of a risky biscuit, all right? I like the Washington football team to win the NFC Beast here at plus 230. All right, the NFC East has always been sloppy, choppy waters. Uh, I'm looking forward to the continuing nature of the Eagles and the Giants being the sloppiest that they can be. Now, really, the only real competition against the Washington football teams um, is the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Um, But you know what? Dak Prescott's not looking 100% either. He had that you know, gruesome, gruesome ankle injury last year, and now he's got this new shoulder issue, and, you know, the Cowboys' defense is is really, really not good, like, trash. Um, whereas, you know, the Washington football's defense is elite, dare I say. All right, so, you know, the Cowboys need Dak, and so at any point in the season, should they lose Dak, the NFC beast should be an absolute cakewalk for the Washington football team. And you know what? At plus 230, those odds are just too juicy for me to pass on. Um, all right, those that that is my future outlook for the NFL season this year. Um, and now for something completely different. We're moving on to discuss the nature of sports gambling and gambling in general, as well as discuss some picks with a good friend and closet DGen. Here's Nick Miller. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nick Miller onto the show. Thank you, Nick, for uh, taking the time out of your extremely busy UK schedule. I understand it's midnight over there right now. Um, And welcome to the Degenerative Den today here with us great um, yes well, as you know i am the host dj dgen oh, um, <laughs> this this podcast is called uh, the degenerative diaries ah yes that's right that's right so you know it kind of all flows and uh and whatnot without getting too ahead of ourselves let me first uh tell the audience who we have here in our presence today nick miller is a esteemed Santa Monica College and UC Berkeley graduates. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He is a graduate in the adult world in the UK. And he, we used to room together in uh, Santa Monica. And uh, we would play. We often do speculation. Speculation was a part of our lifestyle over there, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. The bird scooter market. The bird scooter market, baby. The bird scooter market. Speculation's the max. All right, so... Nick, why don't you uh, tell our audience here a little bit about how you got into gambling or when's the first time you ever placed a bet? Ah, so I've been a, and thankful, thank you for that wonderful intro. I don't think I've ever been introed as thoroughly and as nicely as that before. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So anyway, so I've been an informal gambler basically for as long as I can remember. I've been placing bets on games of basketball one-on-one since I was like 10. I remember that I got shot in the foot with an airsoft gun because I lost to my neighbor one-on-one. Oh, geez. Yeah. 
yeah not great not great i kind of well, I, I missed i missed a sh- i missed my final three that would have ended the game and he scored on the next i still remember <laughs> it seared into my mind school of hard knocks school, you went to yes yes and then in high school i we would play after school every one of the five would put five dollars up on and those games quickly devolved into fouling and complaining and screaming but you know i love that shit so it's always more fun to uh, play for money. That's what I always say. So I'll bet on board games. But then in terms of form, formally uh, betting, I kind of, I played a bit of poker in high school and early college. I played with you. Definitely. Known, I remember this. You know, yeah. You're known for being uh, a psycho. Calling <laughs> like three bets with seven, five offsuit. I remember that. And, um, and then, and then I, uh, got into sports betting more in junior year and because my my buddy and I figured nah, this can't be that hard you know <laughs> we were quickly proven wrong so but every week we placed like two or three uh sm- very small stakes bets on NFL spreads and uh and you have a podcast about that right and yes and then that turned into a podcast he said you know this is great banter why don't we just run something with it i've kind of been like uh my whole life i've been like yeah let's try it kind of guy so i just tried it and that's still going we'll we'll be every uh wednesday night of uh, the nfl season and what is it called again bet sweat and forget bet sweat and forget Uh, amazing name for a gambling show yes well we're on apple music and spotify but enough about that anyway let's see so basic, so, and then I've gotten much more into poker since the pandemic started, you know, we've all been looking okay. for ultimate forms of entertainment. So okay. playing in a kind of a chill family tournament every weekend with friends and fa- like 40 friends and family. Now, I are you making it. money off of this? I, when I went to, when I moved to London, the game was at 3am. So I stopped playing in it, but okay. I had made 400, $500 on that week after okay. week. My okay. brother kept playing in it and now he's up to thirteen hundred dollars just uh, it's a, extracting it's in the value from these super fish in this in this game it's in and the miller I, blood I, and then i decided to like uh try to take my talents to bovada which is a popular okay. online sure. uh, poker site and you know i started off hot then i and i was like man maybe i can actually do this you know and then you know I fell off and I was like, eh, do I really want to be that guy? You know, the guy that says like, oh, I'm making money playing poker. Like that's what, that's like, I spend my life trying to get that edge. Like in the end, it kind of seemed meaningless to me. So I am a hardcore casual gambler. If that well, then, uh, then guess what? We have a seat warm just for you with your name on it here in the degenerative den, because here in the degenerative den, we only make degenerative picks here. And guess what? If you go about that professionally, I don't, you're going to live a fast but not long life there. All right. So, Nick, you talked a little bit about, about poker there. Um, would you say you bet more of poker or, or you're more into sports nowadays? What's, what's the current MO for Nick Miller? Um, when the football season's on, I'll be more into – I'll be consistently – uh, betting on the NFL but when the poker season's off I'm, I mean sorry when the NFL season's off I'm hardcore po- uh, the most money I waste is on poker 
no NBA for you? It's just, I, I don't feel like I watch the games enough. I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts I keep up, but I don't know. It's more of a fun thing for me. So I, I bet gotcha. on the NBA playoffs, you know? So okay. Yeah. I actually we're, we're watch the... those games, you know, and that makes it more fun. But so for my, uh, for my last, uh, my, uh, on my bottom three bets of the, of, of my life, I had um, every eight leg parlay I ever made in the NBA. Cause you know, NBA season, you have the regular games, you got like five, six, seven games going on at once. And, and my favorite thing to do is find all of these random players in the NBA, these bench mobsters and just bet the over on their points and parlay those babies together for uh, maybe a quick plus 4,000, you know, why not? And uh, never made money off of those, by the way. Never once have I hit any, you know, I, I've hit, you know, maybe a five-legger, but, but never. Uh, and, and, and so, so but, but you know what? That's my most fun because the degenerative blood flows hard every day in the NBA season. NFL, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a roller coaster going up a hill. That's Monday or Tuesday, rather. It's going up, it's going up, it's going up. And then peak is Sunday. You know, that's when, you know, nothing gets done. And football season is in our eyes and our face, which I'm extremely looking forward to. It feels like years have gone by every time football season is off and then it continues. But we'll talk a little about football later. Um, but when it comes to, you know, gambling or speculation, whether it be, you know, stocks, crypto, sports betting, poker, and anything that, that's a little bit speculative, what is your approach to the situation? Do you look at data that's used in the past? Do you look at trends? What do you, what do you usually do? Um, so I, tr- I try to be very, very careful, you know, with, have you heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? I haven't. Tell us about it. So it's basically you think when you learn a little bit about a subject, you think you know way more about that subject than you actually do. And as you learn more, you know how little you know, basically. So the so it's like I, I when I when betting against markets specifically. So that means Vegas or mm-hmm. uh, financial markets or crypto. I. I'm very, very cautious now. I only bet what I'm willing to lose. I was slapped in the face um, with a, on a little like uh, options binge I got into. Right oh, tell COVID us about year. that. All right. So I, I was like, I was on Reddit or uh, Twitter and I started to hear signs of like, oh, COVID's coming. COVID, there's this thing called coronavirus in China. And and people were saying that it was going to like shut things down and I didn't see the markets moving at all or only a little bit. I was like, all right, I might, I think I know something that the markets don't know yet, <laughs> which is, you know, the first fucking red flag, but this actually paid off. So I, I bought puts on the S and P, you know, simple, not, not too fucking crazy like you, but that, hit, and, and, you know, I made and for our audience, and for our audience, put, puts just mean betting against the market. There, So you make money. Long story short, you make money when the market goes down. So, Nick, you got puts on the, on the S&P index, right? Yes. And, I, and that was like I held throughout the, the first drop. And I made like four to one on my money, I think. Three or four. Wow, okay. And I was 
I was like, it can't be this easy. I'm a fucking genius. You know, I, I was ex- just the most excited I've ever been. The COVID hit. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go to bars. I was in my last year of college. Didn't care. I'm a genius, you know? But then with a great rise must come a great fall. My, the worst part was, so I, I basically stayed bearish for too long. The money printers mm-hmm. ran, you know, mm-hmm. and definitely yeah. recovered, even though things were as bad as ever on the streets. And I was like, they can't go up, but it did. Obviously, it recovered pretty quickly, even though we're still, you know, in COVID. But, you know, right. So, but the worst part was my friends were like, oh, like Nick discovered this way to print money. (laughs) It wasn't like I was asking them to give me money. I was just showing them like very proudly, like a little kid, like, look at what, look at my fucking graph here. And they're like, hey, take my money. You know, maybe I should be a hedge fund manager. I feel like I can collect money from people just with force of will. You've always been a people person, that's for sure. So I took their money and I had my money in there too. And then I stayed mm-hmm. there and I, I lost, I lost like. You, you lost their money. I lost their money in addition. Oh, well, so, so was like, there any, was there any contract or were, were these were just your friends or? Yes, these were my friends and I felt, I felt really bad. And obviously I like, we, I, I'm, I didn't know anything about, I, I, right. I, I had no explanation right. for them about why I wasn't right. So now I've learned, I learned a lot from that. And I guess I'm kind of uh, black-pilled on speculating. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Explain <laughs> to our audience what black-pilled means. So I think it comes from the dating community. It's like taking the red pill. It's, it actually comes from the matrix. And then right. it comes from the, and then the dating community adopted it it's to have some very unsavory opinions about women and dating so the red pill is like, oh, oh women are uh like women play all these games and you have to learn to play it with them you know it's like the dating coach type stuff that's taking the red uh-huh. pill. but then taking the black pill is like be- becoming an incel basically like it's being, oh. <laughs> being super doomer about everything and uh it's saying oh it's not worth it like screw it you know and just checking out from all of it so i'm basically i think so my thesis is i figure people smarter and more experienced than me with advanced algorithms and models will eat my lunch and every time vegas is gonna apply the juice and the house always wins so you're not wrong about that so i sports bet for entertainment and then i invest in slow boring stocks buy and hold and that okay what 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 sectors are you just broadly generally tech tech emerging markets basically just fucking mutual funds i I, i'm more i'm more boring than like you're than somebody's dad who's just like investing Mm -hmm. is i just to spend my mental energy and my time on other things Gotcha. Okay. So, so you, you leave the casino and the casino and the financial markets, you don't turn that. That's a sacred zone for you. Yeah. That being said, I will gamble against people because I still rate retain arrogance. Sure. Eating individuals and thinking I'm smarter than individuals. So (laughs) I'll take people's money in the Bovada 50 cent a dollar and the one, two table at Morongo. Uh-huh. Or, you know, in a one-on-one game with my roommate. But I, I'm very, very cautious when it's things like, oh, I can beat the market. Ugh, 
No. But but you know what? Something you're not going to beat as well as the market is me and fan, in our fantasy football league this year, of which you are commissioner. Didn't you uh, last last year? Yes, but I also won the year before that. But no one talks about that. What have you no. done for me lately? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so so I, I see, you know, I, I see where, where your mindset is. So, you know, being a, being a gambling podcast, let's shift into the casino sports book here. And let's talk a little NFL, baby. Let's talk a little pigskin. Um, futures, future MVP or, or, uh, or, or any, any specific teams in, in any divisions you, you like, but future MVPs, let's start with that. All right. So number one, don't take my picks. Anyone who's listening. I don't know okay. shit. I haven't placed any money yet. I, even, I haven't done enough research yet. I tend to spend a few hours on making these picks and – and it all happens when I study for fantasy. I do a football deep dive, you know, for a week up the, before my fantasy draft. And that's when I'll place. All right. Guys. Right. And but, then still go two and seven. Right. I, I let that blow <laughs> off my back like, like, a duck, like a water off a duck's back. I'm not going to let it raise. Keep going. Is that okay? That's perfect. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> You're golden. I, all right. So looking at the futures, I don't. I don't see a reason not to have at least a little money on Mahomes and the Chiefs. You know, that's not where I'm putting all. I'm not boring. I'm not chalk. But it seems like there's no reason not to bet Mahomes at plus 500 or the Chiefs to win. Like, if they – so so that's my little thing to get out of the way. I'm not ignoring that, but I just think let's be a little bit more interesting. So some of the interesting ones are Stafford in the McVeigh system. You know, I know you're a Rams homer, so, you know, I thought I'd you up on your own podcast. Okay, 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 I'm buttered. And I don't know what Russ – is there something I don't know? I don't know what he's doing below Brady and Dak at 20 to 1. That didn't make sense to me. Now, maybe there's something that I don't know. I would have to put – again, I haven't put money down yet, mm-hmm. but that was, like, a lot of value. Considering Let me tell you this. In the first half of the season, yeah, you tell me. I'll tell you what they don't do. In, in, they're in Seattle. They don't let Russ cook. That's the problem. He was cooking for the first half of the season. He was a sure. front runner. Definitely, definitely. He was a front runner MVP. And then what happened? They started Pete Carroll offense, baby. Run, run, run. They just, you know. And it's not like they have, uh, you know, a bad running back. Chris Carson is a very, very capable running back, you know. He's gone in the fourth rounds of uh, mock drafts for fantasy. He's an excellent running back that – and, you know, problem was the O-line – well, I mean, you can look at it two ways. Is it the O-line problem or is it Russ is holding on to the ball a little longer? Because statistically, he does hold on to the ball a little longer than some of his countermates. But then, you know, then you could argue, you know, he makes those bomb plays to uh, Tyler Lockett or whatnot because of it. But I like that. I like the Russell Wilson at 20-1. Uh, at to 1. Stafford – I got one more. All right. Okay. Okay. Talk about Stafford. I'll give you my last one after that. Okay. I just, I don't bet on my, uh, see, I'm already invested in the Rams because I have them to win the Super Bowl future. I just got some chunk, chunk change on that. And you know what? That was uh, plus 1200. So it wasn't even like super great odds or anything. The market already, you know, I think it was priced incorrectly at the time. Um, This was back when the Bucks just won. So just coming off of that. And you know Stafford gets hurt really that easily. The trade or after? Uh, that was after. That was after I found it. 
but Stafford, Stafford gets hurt really easily, as you know. But, I mean, he is a warrior. We all know that. He played, you know, in Detroit, he played with, like, a broken clavicle and threw a touchdown or whatever. But um, I see here they're both around 20 to 1. And if they're both around that same, I'd rather take Russ on that. But give me your last one here. Okay, and then my last one, don't laugh, is a shot in the dark on Jameis at 50 to 1. Is this, is this recency bias? He's got the talent. He's got the LASIK. He's arguably got the best wide receiver and the best pass-catching running back in the league, and he's got Sean Payton. All pluses. All pluses. And you know what? And you know what? Fuck it. Saints to win the NFC at 14 to 1. Okay. Saints to win the all the whole NFC. Yeah. At 14 to 1. You know what? That seems let's see. Who who they're in the NFC South? Um, who who else do they play against in that division? Okay, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Bucks. See, the Buck, I mean, Tom Brady is gonna go back to back there. So even just within the division, that is a long shot. I think those odds are about right. See, I think you're getting a little, little. Uh, you saw that. You saw those two tutties by Jameis back to back. Ooh, you got a little chill. You got a little chill rushing up your spine against a secondary defense. I think you, know, well, you, you got the Jameis drug in you. As a victim, as a Bears fan, I am a large believer in the preseason. That's <laughs> we're seeing from Justin Fields being good signs for him to be our franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. You know, I wouldn't be surprised actually if the bears win the super bowl on, on the on Fields contract, not this Whoa. year, no, 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 not this year on his rookie deal. Right. Because okay, so anytime within the next three, four years is a quarterback on his rookie, a good quarterback on their rookie. Yes, deal. definitely. Like just like with Lamar and Josh. Allen. Well, I mean, Josh Allen got paid though recently. Um, and I think Lamar is, is due or might already gotten, Lamar's due pretty soon. And finally, um, on the yeah. Jameis thing, Drew Brees was bad last year, right? Am I am I tripping? He was bad. Yeah, well, he wasn't Drew. You know, he he had he had an injury. You know, his elbow, his shoulder was hurt, um, but he wasn't the Drew that we know. You're you're correct. Was he bad? Saints now that that, that might be a stretch. The Saints were still contenders. Because I'll tell you what, it's all that defense. That defense is super underrated. It's never talked about. Um, you got Demario Davis. You got Cam Jordan, right? Right? Cam Cam Jordan. That's his name. Right, the defensive end guy. Um, you know, I like that. I like that you brought it to my attention. But then again, we've seen some. Jameis is like heroin. You know, there's some great highs. There's <laughs> phenomenal highs. And then there's some real big lows. 30 for 30, folks, last year. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, the most by any NFL quarterback in history. You know, I just went to the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, um, just last weekend. Phenomenal place. Highly recommend anyone go there. Um, And I didn't see Jameis. I feel like a 30 for 30 should be in the Hall of Fame. I did not see that. Um, He's here to prove you wrong this season. I hope and so. I, I love a good Jameis. As an avid Jay Cutler fan, I'm used to this. <laughs> Ride the wave, baby. 
speaking of, of the Bears, I am an OSU fan, and uh, seeing a hurt Justin Fields lose in that state cha- in the finals, uh, the college finals uh, for college football last year really hurt because because you know I was saying oh you know you know uh, Fields isn't all that but I mean the guy was playing with cracked ribs you know uh, the Trey Sermon the running back at the time got injured um, it was I, I'm I'm here to see him prove wrong and uh, go Bears baby go Bears but also go Rams okay let me tell let me give you a little spice on the mustard here okay. My uh, and I only picked one. And I only picked one because because I've been I've been believing this guy for a while now. Uh, the the gravy has been. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. Can I guess what it is? Can I guess? Sure, sure, sure. You can guess. Is it Kyler Murray? It is not Kyler Murray. It is not. Although I'm very very bullish on him in fantasy as a fantasy quarterback. Mm. He is not my uh, to win MVP of the year. Um, although, you know, a case could be made there. Um, but my, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one. Last, last pick here. Oh, I'm going to get it, it now. It's, it's in the middle. It's not, too, it's not like a Jameis of a long shot, but it's not like Josh Allen up there, you know? Oh, that was my second guess. But now I'm going to get it now that you gave that one away. Okay. No. Is it Herbert? No, it is not. Justin Herbert. I actually saw Justin Herbert live at the Rose Bowl. And I was like, this kid's not going to make it in the NFL. And then <laughs> and then we all know what Justin Herbert comes out to do. But it is Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's a Cleveland. It is here. not. It is not. <laughs> for, for, for the audience, uh, Nick is saying it's a homer pick just because uh, recently, a couple months ago, I relocated with my family to Cleveland, uh, and then the draft happened in Cleveland, and I got to go on the Brown Stadium and kick a field goal over there and everything and whatnot. But no, but I picked Baker. First of all, let's look at the uh, let's look at the numbers here. I know you're a numbers guy. Last year, we have uh, Stefanski as head coach. Correct, Stefanski as head coach, and what did you win last year, Nick? He won coach of the year last year, right? Why is that? Because he brought the Browns all the way from their drought into the playoffs this year. This year, they're coming in with the second best PFF rated O-line. They're coming in with a top five running back this year, Nick Chubb. And arguably, if Nick Chubb goes down, there will be a top five, uh, another running back in Kareem Hunt. You got Odell Beckham, who is frankly just disrespected at this point. Uh, you know, he's coming off an injury. He's got a lot to prove. Uh, Landry has been a stalwart at the receiving end. Uh, in, in their defense, you got Miles Garrett and this defense. Oh, mama, this defense, you know, ever since Denzel Ward was drafted, I was like, you know what? This defense is going to go bananas. With all that, I think they're going to run with such efficiency. And then Baker is going to make his plays so well, my opinion. I think Baker's going to take a, a leap this year uh, that the Browns may just, I think they end up winning their division. And frankly, we could have Browns Rams Super Bowl, baby. That's what we're looking at here. Um, so you're telling me that Brown, Baker Mayfield on one side of the field, Mahomes on the other side of the field, AFC championship game. Mahomes just scored to put them up four with 
two and a half minutes to go and you trust your boy to come down there and make it happen? Yes, because the Chiefs defense has always been notoriously lackluster. I think the same situation happened last year. Um, yeah, it was the championship, right? Or, or not the championship, but it was a playoff game with the Chiefs and the Browns. I remember this. Mahomes was out that game. Mahomes was out mm-hmm. and the backup was in. And uh, it, it was the defense that time. Baker did everything correctly. It was the defense that time. That really messed it up, uh, and then the, the backup ended up getting the, the winning touchdown for that game. It was really close, but, but you know, I mean, odds are, in reality, we're all out here picking super, you know, long shot. I mean, Baker's not a super long shot pick, folks. Uh, Browns are going to make it far this year. But <laughs> Mahomes probably going to end up winning the MVP. Chiefs are probably going to end up going, and then we're going to have another five-year dynasty you know, with the Chiefs, just like we did with uh, – with with Tom Brady and the Pats and Brady at the Bucks versus uh, Mahomes last year, that was like Brady against Eli, where Eli had that miraculous win. Mm-hmm. Brady's Brady's not gonna. One thing happens to Brady, he gets tackled one time, one injury, he's done. So so that in the, for that reason, I do like the Saints pick. If Jameis, if Jameis cannot be thrown thirty picks, um, but then you also have Taysom Hill in that equation which um it's 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 exciting i'm very excited for this year i'm very very excited for this year all right uh any other uh miscellaneous uh bets you got besides Uh, mvp no not not right now uh ask me in two weeks okay fair enough well folks that about wraps it up with uh nick here nick thank you again for taking the time out of your day to come on this special first episode of the Degenerative Diaries here with DJ Degen and Nick Miller. All right, Nick, thanks. It was a pleasure. Well, folks, you heard it here exclusively in the Degenerative Den, Nick Miller. So I thank you all for joining us here on the first episode of the Degenerate Diaries with yours truly, DJ Degen. I really look forward to seeing you every Friday, wherever you get your local podcasts, and we're also on Spotify and Apple Music. Till then, good luck, and stay gambling. Start spreading the news.